0: Hello and welcome to Integratus. I'm your host, Jonathan Franz, and if you are one of those curious listeners on the other end, I say thank you. This is a space where you can create a deeper connection with yourself, a space to embody a more authentic you. Along the way, I'll share the highs, the lows, the learnings and the losses of my experience in life. And in turn, I hope it helps you to open up your heart a little, to grow in extraordinary ways, and to ultimately feel inspired so you too can embrace your fears and share your gifts to the world. Welcome to Integratus. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome. Welcome back. Welcome to The Integratus Podcast. My name is Jonathan Franz and I am currently and should (laughs) most of the time be your host. (laughs) We are at episode 19. Uh, We keep showing up. Well, at least I keep showing up and you keep listening. So I want to say thank you as always. It's really important for me to start off these episodes with just a thanks. For people that spend their time, uh, people that absorb this information, uh, the wisdom, the transmissions that are coming through and yeah, um, people that actually keep an open mind and yeah, are finding some sort of value inside of this podcast and that is the aim. The aim is to create a space where you can build a deeper connection with yourself and all your parts and start to look at life as one big evolving piece where you become more aware, uh, you expand your consciousness, you grow and you find a deeper sense of love for yourself throughout the process. And you can become more aware and more fulfilled in the present moment of life. Um, Today, I would like to talk about purposelessness. It's quite a a big, long-winded word. somewhat difficult to say. But for quite some time, I have... Been on this journey to discover my purpose. And this is really a billion dollar industry. It sits very much in the coaching uh, world where people are selling how to find your purpose. There's... Thousands, and probably millions, of books, been written on how to find your purpose. Uh, like I said, there's coaches, there's mentors, just like me, out there helping people find, in quotation marks, find their pu- their purpose. And where this entire contemplation, you could call it, um, an inquiry around purposelessness has come from is come from finding or trying to find my purpose and the other day I was cleaning out my room it, it came from a very spontaneous feeling inside of me where I was like something inside of something inside of my room needs to change like it needs to be cleaned out I've got books there that are on my bookshelf that I um, I'm not interested in that I haven't read and they're taking up space and it's getting a bit dusty and I want to throw out some clothes and I know I've got an entire like upper cupboard um in my in my wardrobe where my clothes are filled with like just pieces of paper, taxes, tax returns, um just the shit that I've acc- accumulated over I don't know the last 10 to 15 years and I haven't been willing to throw away i know i've got folders and folders of it receipts and different workshops and workbooks that i have got from courses that i've attended and all this sort of stuff so the other day i went and uh i decided to start with my bookshelf clean that out ditch some of the books that i don't want uh on my bookshelf and I put them away and I created some space and my room started to feel a lot clearer and a lot cleaner and then I made my way to that top cupboard that I'm talking about here where all the old documents and pieces of paper that I I can't even remem- remember what they are or, or, or why I have put them there it's just to to not the for at least the fear of throwing them out and needing a place to store them so I made a commitment to start chucking out all these papers. And I started looking and flicking through a few of them. And um, what I noticed was there were so many... Um, there were so many different types of workbooks from different courses that I had done. There were so many different like um, things that I had written down and... Um, you know like future manifestations who i want to be my values um what what purpose am i going to live out and all these traditional sort of personal development questions all right? and and as i was flicking through this stuff i was like oh my god i was so or at least parts of me was so obsessed with finding my purpose and i was so future paced so like because if if you're trying to find your purpose you're also saying that you don't have it um right now and you're also saying that it's something that you need to find it's not within you and now i i i know purpose to be very very different but i was on this I was on this path to this relentless path to find out what's my purpose, what's my vision for the future. Um, you know what? How? What will I be in ten years? Where will I be in ten years? And I think these things are good to do every now and then. But it really comes from the mind, and I noticed like how much fear was in what I was writing, and I wouldn't have thought about it back then. I wouldn't have known this back then but rereading it you know at least five six seven years ago now I'm like whoa man I could I can feel the mind the mind of like I'm not where I want to be I gotta go and find my purpose like you know what what what's my vision for my life and I was obsessed with it and I spent thousands I actually spent over a hundred thousand dollars on my personal development journey you know I was I was working as a PT and making quite good money. It was really a fully booked PT from the age of like twenty-three to twenty-eight years old. And um that's when a lot of a lot of people were still working in bar jobs and um and, and doing and doing jobs that didn't really pay them that well it was like the step before, it was the age before kind of full-time work and people were still at uni and stuff. And I was also still at uni, but as a personal trainer, I was able to charge a lot more than your traditional sort of hourly rate, you know, 25 bucks, 30 bucks an hour that people were, were doing at retail jobs or bar jobs. And slowly, slowly, I started to make good money as a personal trainer. But because 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 i wanted i was on this path of discovery and i'm always on a path of discovery but because i was i was somewhat naive to life um and wisdom i was living really from the mind and also from fear that i i invested a lot and i don't regret any of my investments i don't even regret any of my uh personal development courses that i did it's all part of me evolving, right? I didn't know what I know now, and I'm not who I, who I was. I've totally evolved. I've totally changed. I've gone through so much, you know. I've got lived experience. I was a 23 year old, very ambitious, driven. You know, wanted to be successful, wanted to find my purpose, wanted to serve in the world. Um, but it was also moving extremely fast, and and had a lot of judgment and criticism about where I was, and I couldn't actually enjoy the present moment. So uh, I went to to feel and to be around this type of personal development journey, and very much that came from the mind, uh, for me at least. And as I've grown older and experienced things and sat in particular types of spaces and lost money, and lost family, and have experienced death, and depression, and deep, deep loss, and sadness, I have got somewhat of a solid foundation of who I am, and over the years, I have softened, and due to my suffering, my softening has come from Really, the key pillar here is slowing down and the second key pillar is loving all parts of me and accepting and embracing those parts rather than trying to change them and push them away so as I was looking through all these pieces of paper I could feel my young youthful I could feel my young man self you know that that young man that just wants to be successful just wants to be somewhere that is not. You know, constantly living in the future, driven, ambitious, um, very hard on himself, and thought that slowing down was weak or slowing down meant that I was lazy, and I I didn't I couldn't in embrace the present moment. And as I was reading, you know, my visions and these pieces of paper, I was thinking, man, like I've really changed i've changed I've changed heaps and a big part of my change has been through really the last two to three years of my life um, where I've experienced the most amount of darkness the most amount of trauma the most amount of loss ever in my entire life and well, at least to date and that has forced me in some way to slow down and Choose a different approach and embrace a different approach, a softer approach, a gentler approach, a more compassionate approach to myself, um, which has led to a more easeful and calming life. And by God, all the time I experience. (laughs) what I would always experience or what I did experience, which is the anxiety, you know, the fear of the future and the doubts and the confusions, like all of that stuff would still, is still around, but my relation to it is different. And my ability to come into stillness and come into a contemplative state and a, and a, and a compassionate state for where I'm at. Um, and a non-judgmental state has really evolved. And, uh, or some of you or most of you would know if you listen to this podcast I pretty much talk about the gene keys and the gene keys is you know this this wisdom this philosophy that I've been in a study for over the last two years and it's a beautiful it's shadow work it's it's learning to embrace your shadows to find the expression of your gifts and then to ultimately move in towards these like acidic states which are which are like the divine gifts and I've really taken to this work. I use it with my clients and uh, it's just one of my, it's the book I read the most. You know, I was thinking the other day, like I, I open this book a lot um, and I love it. And it's so, it's so, it, it utilizes so many different types of wisdoms. That's why I, I really like it. It's eclectic. It's, it, it, it come it goes to science, to DNA, to astrology, to buddhism to taoism you know to deep prophetic um poets and particular types of times where certain things were flourishing and and, i mean it's just it's beautiful i love it and it doesn't it's definitely not for everyone but it, it really is up my alley and um i've also got a gene keys gene keys calendar which i'm looking at right now and we've actually just passed so the the gene keys are related to the astrology where the sun is and where the moon is um so you can you can map out like what gene key is present based on our stars and the solar system from a week to week basis and we've just passed the 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 gene key of twenty eight and the the twenty eighth gene key basically ran from the twenty fifth of October to the 30th of October. And I looked at this gene kit and I looked at what it was. Um, and it just happened after I had cleaned my room as well. Like synchronicities are always aligning and, and being in touch and slowing down more. This is what happens. Like the universe is listening, I am the universe and I'm in, I'm in tune with it, therefore it's in tune with me. And it always presents things for my evolution. To grow or not, um, to embrace fear or not. So, I looked at the twenty eighth, jinki, and it is the shadow of purposelessness, and the gift of totality, and the city of immortality. And I can, like since doing this work, I've, I've now understood that purpose is not something that you go and do purpose is that you is something that you be it, it's it's a being it's it's a being it's your ability to be yourself in its totality whatever that is and for so much of my life I thought that purpose was all about what I was doing and what I was achieving and and that's what that's what purpose meant to me like to find my purpose was to find my career. You know and and to some level that like they're not mutually exclusive um but i mean that's actually a lie i mean they're totally they could be definitely exclusive because you know someone's purpose might just be to not just be purpose to be a mother and to look after and bear children and someone else's you know purpose is is completely different um I actually feel like the 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 choice and the decision to have kids and and bring life into the world that is an evolution of humanity itself. So that that is actually you could look at that as maybe some of the most sacred paths of purpose that there is to be a father and to be a mother. But anyway, I I was reading through. The shadow of purposelessness and the gift of totality. And I would like to share that with you today. Um, I'd like to read some passages from this this Genki. and I'd like you to sit, listen, and reflect on where you have been on your journey with finding your purpose and, and, and what that even means to you, whether you've thought about it or not, whether you've consciously made choices to go and find it or whether you've come more into a softening around being with it. Like there's a sense of being Purpose is about being, not achievement. I don't know where you're at with your purpose. I don't know if you're gripping it tight or if you're loosely holding it. Um, but I'd like to... I'd like to talk about the shadow of purposelessness, right? Because there's some beautiful gems inside of this that will awaken your journey and potentially give you a sense of ease around what purpose means, but also knowing when you're in a state or in a period of life of purposelessness. So... There's, there's quite a bit here so um we'll probably go for about 15 minutes and then I'll wrap it up and just before I start I encourage to encourage you to just take a, a breath where you can slow down for a moment so breathing in through the nose and then out through the mouth yeah just encourage two more like that breathing into the nose And then just a deep sigh and an exhale, slowing down that breath. Then one more, breathe in. And then just exhaling all the way out, deep sigh. Okay, cool. Uh, You might be driving, don't close your eyes. But yeah, turn me up and... Feel these words as they come to you. The theme of purpose is a notion that lies central to this entire work. In in following your true purpose, you unlock the manifesting power of your specific gifts. However, there are forces in the world that directly challenge your ability to find your purpose, much less follow it. The shadow of purposelessness represents your potential nemesis in this regard because it can ensure that you either never find your purpose or you never follow it through. This shadow cuts to the core of the deepest of all human fears, the fear of death. All fears can be reduced to this one fear. It is the fear of being extinguished, the prime emanation of human fear. Humans will do all manner of things to escape it. We tend to have one, or, one of two patterns that emerge from this shadow. We either deny death until it finally catches up with us, or we allow it to consume us, and in so doing, we live in constant reaction to our fear. This shadow, with its fear of death, has sharpened our individual instincts for millennia, It has led us out of the darker ages of our prehistory prehistory, into the current age in which individual survival is more ensured than ever before. The fact of death leads directly to the question of the purpose of an individual's life. The prime purpose at a physical level is to maintain your health for as long as possible. But there is another core purpose built into us, which is to evolve. For a human being, evolution means creative uniqueness. We are each born with a purpose that no other human being carries. If you are to release your true creativity into the world, you must meet your own dark side. In other words, you must at some point face your deepest fear of death. The fact of your death actually gives an edge to your life putting you under pressure to find your life purpose and to take the risk of following your individual dreams. The amount of life you feel is directly proportionate to your willingness to face the fears that threaten your dreams. I just want to say that again because it's such a beautiful line. The amount of life you feel is directly proportionate to your willingness to face the fears that threaten your dreams. Actually, fear never threatens your dreams. Only your mind sees it that way. If you are under the spell of your mind, as most people are, then you will fail to see the true nature of your fear because of your attempts to avoid it. As all our great myths testify, we must pass into the underworld in order to be reborn into the light. We must face our unconscious fears in the outside world. The most common way of avoiding your fear of death is to adopt a fixed mental philosophy and then live within that philosophy rather than living with your fear. These philosophies are our religions, beliefs, sciences and systems. Anything that becomes dogma for you and numbs your fear. The human mind does not like surprises. To live in the continual acceptance of death means to live with the continual threat of the unexpected. The human mind would have you believe that your life's purpose lies in the future rather than here and now. So you keep postponing your life until you meet all your fears face to face at the very end of your journey. That, that last bit there is really what, what I believed. Um, and I want to read it again. To live in the continual acceptance of death means to live with the continual threat of the unexpected. The human mind would have you believe that your life's purpose lies in the future rather than here and now. So you keep postponing your life until you meet all your fears face to face at the end. You must look deeply into your fears now in order to find your purpose because your purpose actually lies within your fears. Your purpose lies within your fears. This is why in the great mystical traditions it is said that you must die before you can live. The theme of purposelessness is really a contemporary theme that has become more and more pronounced as humanity has learned to master the material world. Survival gives you a powerful purpose. In the West, we no longer fear our survival because we've created a society that supports everyone at a collective level. Almost no one in a wealthy advanced country will die of starvation. Because of this, our fear has shifted to the fear of purposelessness. Now, instead of being afraid to die, people are more afraid to live. The fear of not finding your purpose is still really a dressed-up fear of death. The majority of people do not even want to think about whether they are fulfilling their true purpose or not, because to do so is to look right into their deepest fears. Like, that's, that's why... That's why purpose to, to go and find or to, to walk the path closer towards your gifts in life is is so courageous because it, it directly means embracing your fears big 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 stuff the majority compromise and fall in line with the collective belief that they are trapped by the system by money by responsibilities by taxes and i'm I'm also have these parts of me too right like I also feel trapped in the system or at least parts of me feel trapped in the systems. I, I'm also like have huge fears around money and not making enough and not being able to do what I want to do or feeling, you know, a sense of, um, a sense of, what's the word I'm looking for? like Like chained towards a particular type of workplace, job, whatever, because that there provides safety and security. That there is the thing that, I'm able to move around, live, buy food, you know, enjoy my life. Like money is such a big one, right? So the majority compromise and fall in line with the collective belief that they are trapped by the system, by money, by responsibilities, by taxes. In this regard, it is interesting to ponder the other shadow of selfishness. Selfishness the programming partner to the 28th shadow people are afraid to appear selfish and follow their dreams even though those dreams if they are true dreams will be of far greater service to the planet than anything else they do this is why it's so important to actually follow our purpose to write, to, to embrace our fears basically to live di- like to live in the present moment because if we if we are doing that we're going to be better for humanity right we're gonna find ways to serve humanity. Wholeness comes about as all your deepest fears are embraced. That it, that it Thus it is said that the only way to kill a demon is to absorb it into the light inside yourself. You know, we, we like I said, um, you know, I was in the men's business for two years where we taught men how to love themselves. We helped 350 men in two years, men riddled with anxieties, Um, insecurities failures of business stuck in the past like extremely intellectual stuck in the mind couldn't feel We, we we supported them we had a seminar that said kill your demons but what we were teaching was to actually love your demons to embrace the demons and this is what wholeness really is When you repress the darker sides of your nature, your life appears hollow and devoid of real juice. To turn away from your fears is to live a lackluster existence with no deeply felt sense of purpose. Your life may be glamorous and successful or dull and mundane, but it has no center. Such people often try hard to appear happy and easygoing, even to themselves. But to anyone who knows their own dark side, they hide nothing. The deeper you go into your fears, the more you feel the authenticity of others. The deeper you go into your, into your fears, the more. Sorry, the more you feel the authenticity of others. Those who will not face their own demons live a half-life unaware of how transparent they are these people often pretend to be happy or evolved but they lack the depth and deep understanding of those who have dared to look into the deep dark mirrors of their soul the reactive side of this shadow is about risk-taking these people react to the fear that they feel by transforming their fear into activity this is this is what i did and I, i i know you know i've got some people around me in my life right now that are in this zone Um, But I'll continue so you can get the full picture. These people react to the fear that they feel by transforming their fear into activity. This results in a rash and impetuous acts that temporarily cloak the fear. Such people quickly become addicted to the risk-taking pattern and to live their lives at the other extreme, at such a fast and unpredictable pace that they cannot stop and examine the fear that is driving them. These people will try anything and everything to give them a sense of purpose, but they cannot stop moving. Their most terrifying space is their own inner silence and stillness. And that's that's really big stuff, right? The ability to sit still, the ability to feel the fears, um, where we're existing in a world where it's designed to speed us up, especially in the western world especially if you're in a city it's all around it's in marketing it's it's in our environment uh, it's in our careers it's in our it's in our bodies it's how we relate in our relationships it's everywhere this this constant activity do more be more work harder move faster And um, we never come into stillness. So, purposelessness. I hope that has given you a uh, an understanding, and and just a deeper feeling of what purpose could be, but also knowing and 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 feeling the weight of what it, it's like to be purposelessness, to be asleep, to be unaware to avoid, to play the victim inside, you know, and blame this system. And we've all been there before, no judgment. (laughs) I'm like constantly there in and out of it. I'd also like to read the gift frequency here and the gift of totality because this is the... In every shadow, there is a gift, right? And so in every darkness in all darkness there is light and the gift is totality and it's such a beautiful read so I'd like to read that as well the gift of totality is a wonderful gift to have and it belongs to anyone who really knows how to trust in life totality means to live alongside fear to live with the unexpected to stay open to continual change whilst remaining committed Totality is the balance between the extremes of the 28th shadow, which is purposelessness, one extreme that cannot change, and the other that cannot commit. The gift of totality means to embrace the whole of your nature and the whole of your life, the pleasure and the pain. To be total in the sense of this gift also means to live without allowing your mind to dictate your life. This is life lived for the moment in the full knowledge that life purpose can only be found in the present moment rather than in the distant future imagine life that like, we're all trying to find purpose but what if finding purpose was in the moment that you're actually in it's in the present moment and that's the only moment that actually ever exists no one told me this <laughs> you know and and maybe no one has told you this either This is life lived for the moment, in the full knowledge that life purpose can only be found in the present moment rather than in the distant future. To have the gift of totality is to follow a mythic path. As you steadily embrace the various challenges that life brings, you gather and compound the various aspects of your psyche until you reach what Carl Jung called the state of individuation. The shaman might call this same process the retrieval or incarnation of your full soul. The state of totality appears to be continual, a continual state of taking risks, not the unfounded risks of the 28th shadow, which is like, you know, the, the activity, the blindly taking these risks, like to try and find that purpose, right? That, that's, what, that's the shadow frequency. So not the unfounded risks of this purposelessness shadow, but the risk of building something that you cannot really see until it is complete. It's the trust that that I don't know what I'm doing. Not that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, yes, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, uh, like all of us, but... Um... It's, it's the something that you cannot really see until it is complete. It's the trust, the taking the risk in the trust, in trusting yourself that what I'm doing today will someday be complete. But I don't know what complete looks like, but I'm gonna keep on focusing on today. What you are building, of course, is the path of your true destiny. This is a path of deep trust in which the individual strikes out on their path, surrendering their whole being into the mystery of life and its hidden rhythms. To be total is to be alive in every sense. It is to be acoustically alert to the vitality of every moment as it comes. In the resonant vessel of each moment, fear cannot survive. And thus you experience a deepening calm and quietness growing naturally within. And this is what I was explaining about myself at the start of this podcast. There is a, um, there is a deepening calm and a quietness that's growing within me and reading back on those on those notes and those courses and flicking through those booklets, I was like, wow, man, I was so fast. I was so, there was so much anxiety. There was so much fear and that's okay. No judgment. When you meet life through the gift of totality, you meet life as a game to be played or a stage on which to act. This is life lived as a romance, a romance that includes both comedy and tragedy. There is a deep sense of thrill that comes as you progressively face your inner demons. Your demons, as we have learned, are really your angels in disguise. Every situation in your life is devised as a form of initiation that allows you either to remain as you are or to evolve. This is huge. Every single situation that has ever presented itself is resulting in two things. One, stay as you are, or two, evolve. And also, the evolution doesn't always mean going forward, right? It it actually means the embracing, the accepting of what is in front of you and the healing of that. At the individual level, this gift gives you a profound sense of freedom. Even when external forces appear to obstruct, challenge or entrap you, on the inner planes, totality gives itself to every situation, allowing the game to play itself out with no expectations, but with absolute conviction. When lived in this intuitive state, life shows you that it has an underlying purpose in everything that it brings you. You simply have to align yourself to the dramatic plot line as it unwinds before you. People aligned with the 28th gift, which is totality, have the wonderful knack of handling adversity lightly. Like, uh, that is so beautiful. Like, the knack of handling adversity lightly. You know, I think... uh, your ability to accept, evolve and embrace yourself really comes down to how capable or how willing you are to embrace adversity. And when you work at the the gift level of totality I mean um you you have that potential. The more deeply they accept each feeling of fear that comes the lighter they grow and the more love they feel towards life. Like, let's just press pause because that is a gold line. The more deeply, so gift, so people aligned with totality have the wonderful knack of handling adversity lightly. The more deeply they accept each feeling of fear that comes, the lighter they grow and the more love they feel towards life. Um, one more time. <laughs> the more deeply they accept each feeling of fear that comes the lighter they grow and the more love they feel towards life like if that if that was happening to me all the time i would be one damn happy dude actually i think that's just my mind projecting in the future let's just hold on for a second <laughs> but but that's a beautiful it's a beautiful line beautiful state to contemplate like what if all these fears You know, all this adversity that I had, all this pressure and all these these life events that were thrown me, even my physical ailments, all of the stuff that was there. The more deeply they accept each of their fears, the more deeply they accept fear, the lighter they grow and the more love they feel towards life. Bananas. As you begin to feel life's purpose moving like a wave beneath you, you will feel the programming partner of this gene key, which is the 27th gift of altruism become more influential. As your own issues begin to subside into the background, your life energy begins to direct itself towards others. One of the great mysteries of existence is that the only true sense of purpose in life comes from the impulse to serve something greater than oneself. These are people whose acts and deeds immortalize them because their lives burn so brightly with the fire of their deep sense of purpose. In overcoming the fear of death, you begin to realize that one of the only things in life that lasts forever is the human spirit itself. The realization about the eternal nature of the human spirit paves the way for the ultimate flowering of human consciousness. Hmm... So, to conclude, true purpose is found in giving yourself 100% to every moment rather than having to do with any kind of achievement. One more time. True purpose is found in giving yourself 100% to every moment rather than having to do with any kind of achievement. When your fulfillment comes from simply being alive in the thrill of the role life is bringing you in the moment, only then are you total. Whatever role you are playing in the game of life, lover, villain, master, discipline, disciple, sorry, or seeker, as long as your commitment is total, you will discover a mysterious detachment running beneath the role itself. And this detachment is the reward for your courageous totality. All right, Uh, I just wanna leave you there. There's a profound amount of wisdom in contemplating one's purpose and feeling through purposelessness. Purpose doesn't exist in the future. Uh, It is not something that you do, it is who you are, it is your ability to be, and your total presence in the present moment, in this one, right now. That is episode 19, I hope you enjoy, and stay present bye already